Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Thanks for downloading the free and ad-supported version of Cubs Pod, which is actually three daily Cubs podcasts smashed into one episode. But Cubs Pod is actually a daily Cubs podcast, which is released every single day during the Cubs season on our Patreon page, completely ad-free at patreon.com slash sunranto. In fact, you'll get all Sunranto shows early and ad-free on our private premium RSS feed. Plus, you'll get access to our private Discord group where we host game watches and Cubs fan chats with the Super Ranters. Join us for as little as $1 at patreon.com slash sunranto. Please support independent Cubs media like us, and subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto. We can't do it without you. Thank you. And enjoy this version that is ad-supported of Cubs Pod. Hi, and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network, your daily dose of digestible, disposable Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on May the 27th, 2023. For the second straight game, the Cubs got their butts kicked on Thursday night. It was the Mets taking us 10-1. to uh, Yesterday, it was the Reds beating the Cubs, shutting us out. Nine to nothing. Um, I do not want to talk about this game. I will tell you, in case you missed it, why it was so bad. Uh, Justin Steele was bad. That's uh, first and foremost. Uh, He gave up 10 hits, six runs, five were earned. Uh, You have to go back. Well, this year, he gave up five runs versus Houston, but he went six innings instead of 3.2 innings, which he went in this game against the Reds. And you have to go all the way back an entire year to the anniversary of yesterday's stinker against the Reds, where on May 26th in Cincinnati, one year to the date, Justin Steele gave up seven runs in two innings pitched, 
also a game that we probably threw in the garbage in our heads. The defense was bad in this game. Cubs had two errors. Uh, Talkman was Talkman was batting third, uh, which first of all made no sense. We'll talk about the lineup being idiotic in a moment. Um, Talkman was batting third, and where he went over three with a walk, by the way. Um, but he was in center field. He bobbled the ball. Justin Steele also bobbled the ball, trying to cover first. Christopher Morrell, playing out of position in right field, took a few bad routes because he is not a right fielder. However, another non-right fielder or non-third baseman was playing third base in Miles Mastroboni. Um, this lineup, and, and I'll just go through it real quick. You Horner, Swanson. Okay, that makes sense up top. They did go over seven between them. Um, but Horner, Swanson, Talkman, uh, Hap, nobody got a hit amongst those guys. Mancini, no but no hits. Then Morrell, who actually broke up the no-hitter in the eighth inning. Finally, uh, Cubs got a hit. Uh, and then uh, Matt Mervis, over three with two strikeouts. Miles, Miles Mastroboni, who actually got the other hit, went one for three with two strikeouts as well. And then Tucker Barnhart at 0 for three. So, um, yet. Yeah, None of this made any sense at all. Um, Talkman in center, fine. That's fine with me. Morell's not a right fielder. Uh, Mastroboni's not a third baseman, uh, I might add. He plays second in outfield, actually. He played a lot more outfield than uh, actually Morell ever did. Morell's played most of his games at third base, and they refused to play him there. Then um, Alex Rios finally got into this game to strike out. He had one at bat uh, that he took for Swanson. Um, yeah, just nothing worked about this game. You People looked at the lineup and were like, what the hell are you doing? First of all, Morrell was hitting home runs pretty much every ga- game. Why you bat him way down the order? Maybe because of the strikeouts? Fine. But he was the only one that got a damn hit, too, in this game. So just none of this makes sense. Everybody's calling for Grandpa Lossie's head. Um Tucker Barnhart is just not a good batter. You know, he hits worse than a pitcher in many respects. So, yeah, uh, nothing was good. Uh, the Cubs were down 6 nothing by the by the end of the fourth inning, 7 nothing by the end of the fifth, and then they just did nothing. They didn't. Hunter Green had his way with the Chicago Cubs. They got two lousy hits, two lousy walks, and they struck out 12 times. 11 of those by Hunter Green through six innings pitched. The Cubs had to do it without Justin Steele because he was terrible. Assad came in the night after, by the way, throwing one pitch. And then Barnfart finished the game pitching against the Mets. Assad came in through, I think it was just one pitch. He faced only one batter, tell you that much. And it really didn't make any sense, you know, last night how or on not on Thursday night, how that happened. And you're like, why did you even bring Assad out? Like, what was the point of that? You know, just have Barnhart come out. Like, if you're, that's the way you're going to play it. Well, that's in this day made no sense either. Because for the same reason, Assad goes this 3.2 innings and Adbert Alzali comes out to get one out in which he threw um, one pitch. What What sense does that make? 
honestly, what Assad went 70 pitches. You're telling me he couldn't throw 71, 72? Like he's just on that much of a pitch count that you've got to you got to get another guy up. Alzali, you're quote unquote one of your back end dudes to pitch in a blowout? Are you are you serious, Lossy? What what the hell? And for, to do it two nights in a row is insane. Uh, I was wrong about that. Aside through five pitches, sorry, five pitches, point one innings though. You got to strike out. I don't get it. Is it like a side session? Is it like throwing a fake bullpen? Like, wh- what is going on? Didn't make any sense to me. Throw it in the garbage. I mean, throw the whole idea of the game in the garbage. It was in the garbage before the game even started. It was a terrible lineup, terrible decisions uh, before the game even began. You can't put Christopher Morrell in right field. He's not Ben Zobrist. You're going to screw up what he does have going for him, which is the bat. You're going to have him out there thinking about his outfield positioning instead of what he should be thinking about, which is hitting the ball in the stands. Oh, God, so frustrating. Like, I don't know where these decisions are getting made, but whoever is making them is an idiot. A complete and utter should-not-have-a-job-in-baseball moron. Ugh, sorry, had to get that off my chest. Just uh, two nights in a row, just pantsed. Pants at Wrigley in front of a holiday crowd. Just disgusting. Well, let's hope the holiday weekend uh, can continue on in a better fashion because the Cubs, and I know a lot of you aren't going to like hearing this, but we're facing a pitcher we've never faced before. A rookie named Brandon Williamson. He's got a 380 ERA in his very young career, only 10 innings pitched total. Um, He went out there against Colorado, gave up one run on two hits and went 5.2, struck out six. That one run was earned. It was a homer. That was in Colorado. What a place to make your debut. Then against St. Louis, he only went 4.1. He gave up four runs. Three were earned, but he had four walks in that game. Also gave up a homer. Bit of a mixed bag, I guess you could say, in his two starts. Um, but he is one of the Reds' top prospects. And I'll read a little bit about what they say uh, about him over on MLB.com slash prospects for the Reds. Uh, he said that he regressed a little bit in 2022. Williamson's stuff is all still very good. He has a four, he has four legitimate pitches at his disposal. He's got a fastball that averaged just over 92 and touches 95. Didn't get as much swing and miss uh, in 2022 compared to the season prior. But there's still good carry on it. He's got a true 12 to 6 type curve thrown in the mid 70s. So that's quite the disparity of pitch speed. And he also has a harder mid 80s cutter and a slider that misses bats. So sounds like he's got four good pitches. That's what you need out of a quality starter. Um, And that's what they've got. He's all the scouting grades. 55s almost across the board for all his pitches. 55 fastball, curveball 55, slider 55. They really like this kid. And um, he's a lefty. He's one of those lanky lefties 
Um, he's six six, two ten. You know that kind of guy. <laughs> Tall, skinny, rope rope man coming at you, arms and legs, striking you out. It's what he does. Hopefully, the Cubs can get to him, and they won't get pantsed yet once again. Two games in a row. Still mad about it. Uh, the bad news, <laughs> as if there wasn't any uh, that I've been get. Well, I've been giving you bad news this whole time. This the whole the whole thing is bad news. And here's a little bit more bad news. Jamison Tyone <laughs> is the pitcher for the Cubs tomorrow, and he has not been very good at all. In fact, he's getting worse and worse. Last time he went out there against Philly on May twentieth. So they gave him a little bit of a break. Hopefully that'll be good for him. He's coming back from a groin injury that put him out for a couple weeks between April 15th and May 4th, but he has not been good really all year. He only had one good start against the Dodgers where he only gave up two hits through five. That's it. Every single other start was not quality in really any way, shape, or form. Um, And now he's not giving you innings because last time he went out there, he only went 2.1. Eight runs, six earned. Two homers in that time. He now sports an 8-10 ERA. Told you the news was not good. I think this is do or die time for Jamison Tyone, especially when you got somebody like Assad waiting in the wigs. And Hayden Wisniewski, although it was not working at the major league level, has been pitching his tail off down in the minors. So you can see him up here before too long. Surprisingly, the... The uh, veteran, Tyone, does not have uh, a lot of experience against these Reds. Joey Votto has the most experience, but he's hurt, and we won't see him. Will Myers, I guess, is on this team because he's listed here, but he did not play today, so I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe he's not around, but I hope he is because he only won for eight. Uh, Nobody else has more than three at-bats against him, and they've done nothing, so it's not even worth mentioning. Uh, yeah, not much to look at here at all. There, This game is a rare Wrigley Field Saturday night game. The first 10,000 fans will be receiving a Billy Williams bobblehead, which is really strange because the bat, it's like, it's like of his statue, um, but the bat is way bigger than it should be. And... You know how bobbleheads, usually the head is out of proportion, and that's what makes it like a bobblehead? Because that's the style of a bobblehead. This is a more proportional bobblehead. So it's actually, it's not the size of the statue, but it is, it looks like they really phoned this one in. At least they did sideburns, Billy. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, But yeah, there's not too much bobble. It's it's like that coppery statue gold as well. yeah, I don't I don't get what they're doing. The bat is weirdly proportioned. Billy Williams looks tiny compared to the bat. Usually on bobbleheads, your head looks bigger, but they did not his head's really not it's all proportional to like a person. I don't know. Very strange. Cubs are bad at this. And um I'm sure there will still be fist fights over getting one of those things. I can't you know, I hate to say it, but part of me just wants the whole freaking market to fall through and everybody that's like stand stood in line for all these bobbleheads all these year re- years realizes that nobody really wants them and they actually kind of suck this one sucks objectively does not look good so there my friends i, I wish i had better news for you i really do 
but there's nothing really. I got nothing good to tell you. Christopher Morrell, my favorite player, broke up the no-hitter. That's all, that's all I can say. It's the only good news I have for you. But the fact that we are getting no hit at all is, well, it's pathetic. The Reds. It's the Reds, guys. The freaking Reds. Got to be freaking kidding me. I mean, honestly, you got to be kidding me. So I, uh, hopefully Michael will have better news for you tomorrow. I've rambled on way too long here. But uh, love y'all. Hope you're having a great Memorial Day weekend. Spook hog. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agark Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But Super Ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby say a morel too. Clark fly in his double U. Cody Bellinger smoking dudes, vintage shirts from days of old, Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your strobe, 10% off with the code. S O N R A N T O, S O N R A N T O. Intheclutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. 
Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Sunday, everyone. It is May 28th, 2023, and this is Cubs Pod. This is also an insert I had to do later because I had the date wrong. I don't know why I thought it was May 25th, but I did. It is three days into the future, and I don't know what's going on. Your daily dose of disaster disguised as Cubs content. Brought to you from some Bleacher Bunch Productions on the Fan First Network. Make sure you are subscribing to the Bleacher Bunch Network on whatever podcatcher you use. My name is Michael Cotton, and I have terrible news. The Cubs are now the worst team in the National League they are 22 and 29 after their loss yesterday for a 431 winning percentage. That is worse than the 23 and 29 Nationals who have a 442 winning percentage. And it all came together late last night when the Rockies beat the Mets for a 23 and 30 record at 434. So they're only three percentage points better than the Cubs, but they are better. Yes, the Colorado Rockies may be the worst run organization in the entire major leagues is currently better than the Chicago Cubs. Let that sink in. Sincerely, Tom. But let's get into how it happened. Uh, This was a Jamison Tyone start, and so you're probably like, I already know how it happened. It was a Jamison Tyone start, and he doesn't win. Well, that is true, but uh, he was good for how he has been playing, I guess. His final line was 4.2 innings, so that's actually about an inning and a half longer than he normally goes. Uh, Six hits, four runs, four earned, uh, one walk, and five strikeouts. You know, it's funny, like you see this strike, if you're just looking at strikeouts and walks, like you'd think uh, Tyone really isn't that bad. It's just that he gets, they really hit him around in between those strikeouts. So it wasn't really all his fault, but you know, he didn't help. That's for sure. Uh, Let's get into this game here a little bit. I'm going to run through some of these plays fast because uh, we have heard you and you said that the games that you don't see, you would like to see here, you know, a little bit more of the play by play. And guess what? I don't think a lot of people were watching this game. Why would you? It was Saturday night in Wrigley. That's great if you're in Wrigley, but if you're not like, why would you be watching a Jamison Tyone start on a Saturday night? Get out there and do something better with your life. Anyway, uh, game got going, three outs, uh, one, two, three by Tyone, love that, uh, Nico Horner hits the very first pitch he sees for some reason, didn't even take one single pitch, he's the leadoff hitter, what's he doing, I, I don't know, somebody, somebody needs to talk to him about, take at least one, just take a look at it, but he hit it, and he hit it right to the left fielder. 
Uh, then Dansby Swanson. This was interesting. Dansby Swanson hit a triple to uh, like left center, and I have no idea what TJ Friedel was thinking. He's been on the Reds for three seasons. Granted, he's young and maybe he hasn't played a ton at Wrigley, but didn't anybody tell him the Ivy is not soft? TJ Friedel's running for the ball, trying to make a catch at the wall on Swanson's, you know, rocket out there, but he jumps into the Ivy like full speed and, of course, hurts himself because that's what happens when you run into brick walls. He went down and uh, Stuart Fairchild, left fielder, had to run over and grab the ball and get it in while Friedel was laying on the ground wondering what in the hell was I thinking. It was kind of a scary moment, but then, you know, he stayed in the game. He seemed to be okay the rest of the game. He was fine. So uh, it was just, he, he just got shooken up, shaken up, shaken up. Uh, it was, it was weird. Like, I don't, so many guys, they talk about this all the time. Has he, how do you not know that that's a brick wall back there? I don't get it. Anyway, Swanson's on third after the play. Hap hits a ground rule double into the stands over on the left field side. Cubs up by one, but unable to capitalize on any of the rest of it. The Reds immediately tie it up in the top of the second. Tyler Stevenson double and a Nick Senzel single brings Tyler Stevenson into home plate. In the bottom half of the second, the Cubs get it going on four singles to score three runs. Um, and you know, that's it's just the most fun type of baseball to see the ball run around, people throwing the ball, people running. I love it. But Jan Gomes singled, Patrick Wisdom singled, uh, Nico Horner singled and drove in Jan Gomes. And then Dansby Swanson singled his second hit of the night. Uh, and he drove in Patrick Wisdom and Nico Horner. It's a 4-1 ball game after the second. In the top of the third, you get a TJ Friedel double. See, I told you he was fine. Uh, and then Jonathan India, who would be the bane of Cubs fans' existence and the Cubs in this game, uh, hit a single and drove in Friedel. It was now a 4-2 ball game. It stayed that way until the fifth. When uh, Fairchild popped out to Trey Mancini over at first, uh, Casale struck out, and then uh, Jameson Tyone just kind of lost it. He had two outs in the inning, could have been done, and he couldn't get it together. TJ Friedel walked, and then he stole second base, and then uh, Matt McLean singled, and Friedel scored. So then the score was 4-3, to three, and Rossi surprisingly made the move right away and unfortunately he brought in michael fulmer that's not necessarily on rossi i don't know who he had available out there but michael fulmer sucks and it always drives us nuts that he comes into the games but really what are you gonna do the guy is in the bullpen uh jed hoyer the other day said it's not on rossi it's on me because of the bullpen that he put together, the algorithm or the, the whatever he's been doing to figure out these guys over the last few years and get good years out of uh, scrap guys did not work this year. Jed Hoyer admitted it. 
And so now Ross is just trying to get through this. Does that absolve Ross from all of these bad decisions? No, but in this instance, I think you got to give him a little bit of leeway. Anyway, Cubs up four to three, man on second, Fulmer comes in, and what do we think happens in his very first batter faced? Yes, Jonathan India hit a home run to right field. Oh, what a terrible pitch. He put it right over the plate for him. Good Lord. Anyway, Fulmer gets the next guy to strike out, and they get out of the fifth inning, but now the Cubs are down 5-4 to four because of the India home run. I didn't even talk about the Reds' starting pitcher. Uh, it was Brandon Williamson. He was making his third start ever. Uh, obviously, he struggled a little bit in the first two innings, gave up the four runs, but then he sort of settled down. Uh, but he also did not make it through the fifth. Could have been pitch count, could have been whatever, but uh, Ian Happ in the fifth popped out, and then Seiya Suzuki walked, and so they pulled him right away. Uh, you know, but it wasn't a bad start for the kid. Three Three starts into his career, Anyway, they replaced him with Buck Farmer. Yeah, seriously, Buck Farmer. And uh, old Buck got Trey Mancini to ground into a double play, and they were done. See, that's the difference between uh, bullpens sometimes. Ours gives up a home run to the first batter he sees, and theirs gets a double play out of the first batter he sees. Michael Fulmer, still in in the sixth, gets Tyler Stevenson to strike out. Uh, but then, you know, hey, he gave up two straight walks. Ross then makes the pitching change to Jeremiah Estrada. So apparently they are using him in much higher leverage situations. He comes in with two guys on. Uh, he gets a fielder's choice to get his first out of the inning. But then uh, with two outs at this point, Kurt Casale singles on a line drive and Spencer Steer scores uh, six to four. And then he gets TJ Friedel to fly out. So not a terrible outing for the kid. He gets his point two, and then he's done. Or at least uh, he should have been, I guess, in hindsight. I didn't know. I thought it'd be fine to bring him out again. But no, uh, he came out again for the seventh and Matt McLean singled. And then Jonathan India hit a home run to center field. Jonathan freaking India. Ross pulls Estrada, puts in Merriweather, who has been looking slightly better lately. Uh, he gave up a single, though, right away. Fraley, Jake Fraley got the single. And then he actually stole second base, which, you know, hey, good. Good for him, I guess. Tyler Stevenson strikes out swinging. And then Jake Fraley tried to steal third. But I guess why not try and steal third? Because Jan Gomes has been airmailing some balls over there. Uh, but it didn't work out for Fraley this time, and they caught him stealing. Uh, and then Spencer Steer struck out, and you got Merriweather got out of that inning. No further harm. They sang the stretch there at Wrigley Field, and when they finish, they always say, let's score some runs. And uh, they actually did in the seventh inning. They, they pulled that off. Uh, it was a little bit of a fake rally, of course. But, uh, yeah, Mike Talkman came in. He got a single. Uh, Nico Horner took the walk. Um 
and then you know Dansby hits a fly ball. He's out, but Talkman moved to third, and then uh, Ian Happ was able to hit a fly ball to to right field. And honestly, Jake Fraley just made an amazing catch. You know, so Happ was out, but he gets the sack fly on it because uh, Talkman was able to get in on that one. Like I said, that was a God. I wish it would have been a base hit. I mean, obviously, but you know, like he could. It looked like it was going to be a base hit, but. You know, it's the Cubs, right? God dang it. Brandon Hughes took over in the eighth inning and got through it without giving up any runs. But good gosh, it was a uh, it was a, a frightening inning. He got a fly out, but then he hit Stuart Fairchild with a pitch. Um, got another fly out, but then Friedel hits a single. Stuart Fairchild goes to second. Then he steals third. And now you're just like, God, what is going to happen? He gets the strikeout. So it was, uh, you know, no harm, no foul, I guess. But, man, it was a little bit scarier than what we really wanted. Nothing else really happened. I mean, obviously, there were two more innings and things did happen, but nothing that changed the score. It was 8-5 to five at the end of this. And as I told you earlier, the Cubs are now the worst team in the National League. All right, let's look at today's game. Uh, it will be coming to you live from Wrigley Field at 1.20 Chicago Standard Time. It will be Drew Smiley facing off against Graham Ashcraft. If that's not a rich guy name, I've never heard one. Uh, but yeah, so Graham Ashcraft is 2-3 and three on a season. He's got a 5.57 ERA, 41 strikeouts on the year. Patrick Wisdom has seen him the most with nine at-bats. He's got one home run, and he's hitting 222. So that means he had two hits and one was a homer. So that's good. Uh, Horner is second highest on this with seven. Actually, Horner and Suzuki both have seven at-bats against Ashcraft, and they are both hitting 143. Hap is three for six against Ashcraft. Morell is three for five against Ashcraft. So good. Let's let's hope that continues. Man, I Morell uh last night did not get a hit. He did take a walk, so he was on base. Um he seems to have been have cooled off a little bit right now, but I mean, is that really considered cooling off? Nobody can hit that many home runs and continue that. So Yes, he's he's cooled off a little bit, but he still has that 317 uh batting average on the season and he is taking some walks like a little bit, not, you know, maybe you'd like to see a little more, but I still like what I'm seeing from him. Uh, I still think that he would benefit from being locked into one position and not having to worry about that stuff. But whatever, I'm clearly I am not uh in charge of this team. Because they would look a lot different. So Smiley going up against the Reds. Smiley has seen a lot of these Reds quite a few times. Uh, the most is Newman has 18 at-bats against Smiley. And he's hitting 278. So that's not a small sample size there. That's actually quite a few. Um, Stevenson is hitting 300 in 10 at-bats. Senzel is hitting... 210 at bats. He's the only one that has a home run. 
Uh, and then Jonathan India is hitting 210 at-bats. Everybody else is like around three at-bats, and it doesn't really matter. If you are going to this game today, uh, get there early because the Cubs are giving away a fanny pack uh, to the first 10,000 fans aged 21 and over because it is sponsored by Hornitos Tequila, which is interesting. I didn't realize that Hornitos was doing that type of thing. Anyway, the fanny pack uh, looks kind of nice, except for the fact that it's a, a very light, like a it might be white or a cream, just like very light colored and it's got the Red Sea on it. Um, and I'm saying that because it's probably not a good idea to have a very light color on a fanny pack because it'll get dirty if you're actually wearing it and then not look so good, I guess. Unless you wear it as they display it over your shoulder because the one thing I know about fanny packs is that they go across your chest. Also, it's Sunday, and I think the kids get to run the bases or something, but I'm not sure about that. I, that might be an ass stat, but I'm pretty sure that kids get to run bases on Sundays. It is supposed to be partly cloudy in the low 70s for this game, so if you are going to this game, oh, you are so lucky because that seems like perfect weather to hang out in the bleachers and have have a dog and a beer before the game starts because you don't want to wait anymore. If you're getting that stuff during the game, you're going to miss two innings. But yeah, looks like it's going to be a beautiful day today. And um, I'm going to be enjoying the day outside listening to this on the radio. Danny will get with you tomorrow uh, for the highlights of this game and a run through the major leagues. But that's it for me today. Spagao, I am out at home. Hey, Cubs fans, at Amazon.com, do you buy lots of stuff? Why not support the Sunranto Show by shopping through sunranto.com slash stuff? All you gotta do is fill your cart at Amazon with lots of stuff. Then before you check out with all of that wonderful stuff, head on over to sunranto.com slash and click any of our Amazon links before you buy your stuff. Check out like you normally would with all that beautiful stuff. And the Sunranto show will get a small kickback because of the stuff you bought. And you'll be helping in the Sunranto show buy all the stuff. We need to stay on the air talking about the Cubs and other stuff. Plus, you could win a monthly prize. If some of your stuff. is chosen for Amazon stuff. of the month, and if you win, we'll send you more stuff. Sunranto.com/slash. That address again is Sunranto.com/slash. Thanks for downloading Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network, your daily dose of digestible, disposable, disgusting Cubs content. 
I'm your host, Danny Rocket, here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs on Monday, May 29th, 2023. The Cubs got swept by the Reds at home. There's no other way to put it. Just read them and weep. That's what happened. We stink. Everybody's mad. Nobody sees a light at the end of the tunnel. And um, yeah, this is not going well at all. Here at the end of the May, here at the end of May, it's the old trader's mantra: sell in May and go away. However, ticket prices at the Federal Landmark are off the chain this weekend, so people enjoying these losses. And um, let me just tell you how it happened. Well, yesterday it was Ashcraft versus Smiley, who's actually been one of our best pitchers uh, this year, but Smiley made us frowny as we ended up losing eight to five. In the first inning, both teams were pretty quiet, but then the, the action started getting going in the second inning, unfortunately for the Reds first, when Stuart Fairchild doubled, stole third, which, according to Joe Girardi, is pretty easy to do off a lefty. Um, Senzel knocked him in. Newman then made it first and third with a single. There was a wild pitch, and uh, then you scored uh, Senzel on a ground out. And uh, then all of a sudden it was 2 nothing to start the game. Bottom of the second, though, Cubs were just about to waste a leadoff walk until Tockman singled with two outs, and then Wisdom homered. And that was his first of the game, a tape measure shot. He hit his 13th and 14th home runs in this game. That was pretty much all the offense that the Cubs were able to muster. But, uh, yeah, this Cubs go up 3-2. to two. But that lead was short-lived, however, because there was no shutdown inning for Frowny. I mean, Smiley in the bottom of the third. Because India and McLean doubled uh, to tie it. Uh, the Cubs then wasted a Dansby leadoff single in the third and wasted two leadoff singles in the fourth. Not able to do anything with them. In the fifth, then, the game got a little bit more out of reach when McLean singled, stole second. Then there was an errant pickoff. Smiley then walked Stevenson to make it first and third, at which point Jeremiah Estrada come in came in, and then the Reds countered by bringing Friedel off the bench, who doubled in McLean, making it 4-3. to three. Estrada provided two more walks to the Reds' batters, uh, Senzel and Newman, uh, one of which forced in a run. It was now 5-3. to three. Fraley finally lined out to end that threat. In the sixth inning, uh, Spencer Steer homered with India on board to make it 7-3. to three. The Cubs did try to come back. In this game, they loaded the bases in the sixth, but Gomes popped out and Horner grounded out. Rucker then came in and could not stop the bleeding. A single and a double to for, from uh, Friedel and Senzel made it then 8-3, to three, putting the game a little bit further out of reach. It, the Cubs tried to then come back again in the eighth inning. Uh, Morell was called out on a BS call. He was safe at first base, but there was no definitive angle because, I mean, Marquis, I think, in charge of who's taking pictures of this stuff. But uh, dude was off the bag. Steer, their first baseman, was off the base. And they could not overturn it because there was no angle in which his you could even see his foot. So, BS call. Great job, Marquis. Now, not only are you screwing up the Cubs broadcast, you're screwing up the games now. Um, but it wouldn't have mattered that much. Who knows? We don't know. Uh, Mancini promptly doubled after that terrible call, 
Wisdom, then homered again, scoring Mancini. Now it's 8-5. to five. Would have been 8-6, but who knows? You still have it out to play with. You got the guy on the ropes. Who knows what happens otherwise? Two runs is a lot different than three runs. Fulmer inexplicably came in. Well, not inexplicably. He's on the team. We have to use him. He's, he's the guy that is on the team. So that's what's going to happen. He's going to be in games. Uh, he was not great. He didn't give up any runs, but he did give up a walk and a single. So not a clean inning at all, That's which is what you're looking for. Um, and then in the ninth inning, Horner happened. Suzuki struck out to end it. Uh, Swanson singled in the middle of all that, so it wasn't a clean inning. But Kevin Hergett, their closer, who I've never heard of, came in and uh, struck out the side. <laughs> not great, guys. Not great at all. Um, holiday crowd, sellout, um, and a, really a must win. As far as, I mean, if you don't want to get pantsed in the National League Central and end up in last place, embarrassingly, it was a must win. I mean, I know there's still plenty of time to put it all back together and get get uh, some semblance of a season going. You're not going to win. You could even win the division. You're not, you're not going to win the wild card, but, you know, this division is total ass. But to get swept by the Reds, well, really, it's embarrassing. I mean, they're not a bad team. Uh, they're way better than they used to be. Uh, they've got a lot of very pesky hitters who I think are going to be pesking at us for quite some time into the future because they're young. Uh, we don't have those guys. I mean, we have Christopher Morrell. We have Mervis, who didn't play in this game. It didn't play the last two days. Uh, I don't know. Either something's going on or Ross is an idiot. Like, why bring him up to not play? He's like the new Edwin Rios, I guess. But looking up and down the lineup, it's not the, that the Cubs didn't have opportunities they kind of did. They, they did strike out 11 times in this game, but they walked five times. They had nine hits. They just could not score. Well, they scored five runs, which usually is enough, but when you're, you're pitching, gives up eight. <laughs> you have no bullpen. You're ace, not ace, not ace, but one of your best pitchers this year can't get it together. This is his second bad start against the Reds. Well, you're just not going to win. You're playing from behind almost the entire game, and you go two for ten with runners in scoring position, and that's just what it's going to be. Play was a little sloppy. Got guys still playing out of position, um, looking up and down. Uh, Hap struck out three times, so he's cooled off considerably, went over five in this game. Uh, Talkman has been awesome. He's got an 842 OPS. He's pretty much the hero of the game, had three hits. So you can't complain about what he's giving you in center field with Belly out. So you could be like, oh, Ballinger's not here. That's why we're losing. Well, the guy who's replacing him is doing great. He's got a 333 batting average and 842 OPS. Patrick Wisdom, as I mentioned, might be heating up again, even though he's batting only 225. He's got an 872 OPS and two more home runs. So he's now back into the top 10 in the major leagues as far as um, hitting homers goes. Yeah, not great. Not great at all. Cup fans are sad. Uh, Horner at the top of the lineup, over five. That's going to hurt you. Down to a 723 OPS. Yeah, not great. Cubs not firing on all cylinders. That's for sure. Well, we got the best team in baseball coming into town, so that should be exciting for all the all you kids out there. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, actually, <laughs> I don't know what. I would like to go to this game today, uh, one twenty in the afternoon, to go see this Tampa Bay Rays team. I've already got tickets to Wednesday. Today's a little expensive, but 
hey, I, I want to see a, a good team play baseball just as much as everybody else. In fact, the, the Rays have quite a few exciting young players like Randy Orozarena. I want him to stand at third base and fold his arms and make the Cubs mad. Maybe it'll light a fire under their stupid asses and, and uh, get them to actually win a baseball game. But baseball being baseball, anything can happen at any given time. But the Rays have the best offense in the major leagues, I would say, right now. Uh, they are the only team with an OPS, team OPS, over 800, 848, and it's not even close. The next team down is the Braves at 799, and then you have the Rangers at 788, and then the Dodgers. So it's like goes down 50 points from the top of the league, which is the Tampa Bay Rays. This And the reason for that is that they lead the league by far in home runs. They have 101 home runs on the season. Next team has 89. That's the Braves. Um, this team walks uh, quite a bit. I mean, they're number nine in walks in the major leagues. Uh, Ray, uh, the Dodgers are number one in that. They do not strike out a whole heck of a lot. They are uh, pretty average in that category. And they lead the league in stolen bases. So not only do they have power, they've got the power and they've got the speed to be the best in the American League. Um, this is the year and the Rays are here. So come on down and, I don't know, get drunk on beer because you don't want to see this sober, I don't think. Um, the only tough spot for them, I would say, is their relievers aren't that great. They have and ERA around where the Cubs is. They're 21st in the major leagues. They have a 446 ERA. The Cubs have a 465. So although the Cubs are worse and have a the fifth worst bullpen by ERA and also lead the major leagues in losses. They have 15 losses on the bullpen this year. That is the next team down is the Twins with 13, and then you have the Guardians with 12. But, you know, there are teams with, like, only five losses on their bullpen, like the Brewers, for example, or the freaking Tigers, for example, both with better ERAs than Chicago Cubs. Uh, yeah, the Rays, the, their bullpen's not great. They've given up the third most home runs, 29 on the year so far. Uh, the Cubs are average in that category out of the bullpen. So, and they give up the fourth most walks out of their bullpen. So be patient, boys. And maybe you could get to their bullpen. We're not facing the top of their rotation today. They've got Taj Bradley, a rookie, going out there, who's three and one with a 4.44 ERA. He's a 22-year-old, six-foot-two righty. Uh, he's going up against Marcus Stroman, who had a great game last time he pitched against the Mets, just strutting all around the mound, making great defensive plays, pitched eight innings. Uh, just what you want to see out of Stroman so that you can get a package for him when you trade him in a month. But absolutely uh, a lopsided, on-paper matchup for Memorial Day today. Um, but a little bit more about Taj Bradley. He was ranked by Baseball America as the number 44 overall prospect in the minor leagues last year following the season and uh, was the number three prospect in a Ray in the race system. So we're talking about a top rated prospect that's going out there. So this won't be easy. The Cubs have never seen him before. And um, last time he went out there, he only lasted four, gave up four runs on five hits against Toronto. So he is a rookie. 
he hasn't been great. The 4.44 ERA proves that Stroh is the more experienced pitcher. Pitcher, we know that much, and he had a great game last time he went out there. Absolutely rocked it. Two runs on four hits. Went eight innings versus the Mets. Only three strikeouts in this game, but he was awesome. 18 ground balls. 18. I mean, that's his high of the year by far. 12 against Miami uh, in, back at the end of April. So keep that ball on the ground. Let our defense do the work, Stro, and let the Rays just knock themselves into outs. And don't don't let them hit the ball in the air because when they do, it tends to leave the ballpark. So that is your matchup for today's game. Uh, Rays, what an awesome uh, offense they have. Best team in baseball, 39-16. and 16. Yandy Diaz and Randy Rosarena are top 10 in OPS in the major leagues. There's no other team that has two guys who are top 10 in OPS, just the Rays. Off to a, a historically awesome start, and um, hopefully we can cool them off here. We also have a professional baseball team here in Chicago, so let's see what can be done about it. Being... Monday morning, we're going to take a look around the major leagues, see what's going on in the baseball standings, and uh, might as well start with those Rays who are coming into town. Best team in baseball, I already mentioned. They are the only team with a winning percentage in the 700s of 709. They're 7-3 in their last 10. They have a 120-run differential. Um, They're actually playing one ahead of their Pythag. (laughs) So uh, they're... Lucky, I guess. No, uh, they're twenty-six and six at home, thirteen and ten away. So they played a lot more games at home than on the road. So that might have something to do with their success. But they've been really good against teams that are above five hundred, twenty-two and fourteen. So that's a pretty good record against those uh, against good teams. And they play a lot of good teams because they're in the AL East. And let's talk about the AL East. Baltimore would be in first place in any other division in baseball 34 and 19 then you got the Yankees at 32 wins with only 23 losses but that puts them seven games back they would be in first place in the NL East the NL Central and the and tied in the NL West and of course the AL Central because hell last place teams in the AL East are are in first place in the in the uh, AL Central and I'm not even kidding because then you have Boston at 28-25, who would be in first place in the Central. And then you have Toronto at 28-26, a 5-19 winning percentage, who uh, are 10 and a half games back in their own division, but would be leading by 10 percentage points in the AL Central, which is led by Minnesota at 27-26. and 26. Oh, God, to be in the AL Central. 3-10 and 10 in their last 10 or three and seven in their last ten, and um, and barely hanging on to first place. Detroit, a game under, only a game back, <laughs> and a negative forty-eight run differential. So it's like, what are we doing here? Detroit playing over their skis right now. Their expected win loss is uh, twenty and thirty-one, but they're twenty-five and twenty-six. So you're looking for a surprise team. There it is. Cleveland then is in third place at 23 and 29, kind of underperforming what they did last year, especially in a terrible division with a lot of hot young players. But maybe their sophomore jinx is kicking in. Chicago White Sox still stuck at 22 wins. Uh, They're now six games back in a crappy division and negative 50 run differential. 
And then Kansas City, the second worst team in baseball with only 16 wins, 38 losses, and a 296 winning percentage. They ain't doing crap, but they do have uh, a closer named Aroldis Chapman who, I don't know, maybe uh, Cubs could take a look at him. I don't know. I know people don't want him back. I understand. But if you want to turn the season around, you need a bullpen. I don't know where it's going to come from except for an awesome closer on another team who's not doing anything. So, AL West, Texas Rangers, 33-19. and 19. They lead the pack. Then you got Houston, two games back, uh, 31-21. and 21. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. Then you've got uh, Seattle, pretty fun team. I know infield fly girl loves them, 28-25. Uh, and 25. They're still right there, five and a half back in the division. Uh, Angels still over 500, 28-26, so they're not terrible. We face them next week. Um, and then you have Oakland, who has lost 11 straight. And are obviously 0-10 in their last 10. They have a 100 and neg- negative 199 run differential this year. Just to give you an idea of how terrible that is compared to other teams. The next worst team is Kansas City with a negative 76. 199 versus 76. Wow. At least they're equally bad at home and on the road. They've got five wins at home, five wins away. I think I mentioned this last week because that rings a bell in my own head. They have not won in a week, so yeah, I would have. And at least Atlanta leads the pack, 32-21, and 21, followed by Miami, who's 28-26. and 26. The Mets are sitting there at 500. They lost two straight after uh, losing two or three to the Cubs. They have a negative run differential this year. Not doing great. They're playing like crap on the road. They're... 12 and 9 at home, 15 and 18 on the road. Philadelphia is still underperforming their World Series run last year, but I have faith in them that they'll be back uh 25 and 28 on the season. Washington's 23 and 30, still better than the Cubs and they're in last place as are the Cubs. Let's talk about the Central where the Cubs are in last place uh at 22 and 30. Uh then let's go backwards, I don't know. Let's switch it up. St. Louis Still not doing great. Uh, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They have not put it together at all. They uh, are actually underplaying at home. They're 11-15 and 15 at home, slightly worse than their road record, which is 13-16. and 16. But either way, this St. Louis team dug themselves a pretty big pit to claw- crawl out of. They're 24-31. and 31. Cincinnati uh, also has 24 wins, but they have two fewer losses than the Cardinals. They remain four games back in the division. Pirates at 500 hanging in there, one and a half games back. And the Brewers, they just don't want it. They're four and six in their last 10. And uh, they could be running away with this thing, but they don't have a good enough team to really do it. And they got to play everybody else as well. 28 and 25 is good enough for first place in the NL Central. That would put them in second, if not third place in every other division except for the AL Central, of course, the worst division in baseball. In the West, the Dodgers are the best. Well, no, they're the second best team in baseball by winning percentage. They have a 593 to the Atlanta 604. In the National League, they're 32 and 22, but they also don't want it. They're four and six in their last 10. Um, Arizona, then seven games above 500, only a game and a half back in the division. Then you have uh, San Francisco at 27 and 26. We also face them next week. 
San Diego, we face next week. They're really underperforming for the amount of money they spend on their team. They have a negative run differential. They've play, they're playing under three under 500 at home, like just not going well for them. 24 and 29 on the season. They're already seven and a half back. And then Colorado is bringing up the rear, 24 and 30, but they still got two more wins than the Cubs do. But the same amount of losses. So have hope. The ball's in our court. Uh, it's too early to look at the wild card, of course, but we will. Um, in the AL, it's going to be Baltimore, Houston, and the Yankees. So two teams coming out of the AL East, no surprise there. Um, Boston and Seattle and Angels and Toronto all bunched up right back there. A's and uh, Kansas City already don't have a chance. Neither the White Sox, too, so that's hilarious. Um, the Cubs uh, are in last place, of course, in the wild card because they are the worst team in the National League. In the NL wildcard race, you have Arizona leading the pack. There would be the first seed at 30 and 23. Miami at 28 and 26, who swept the Cubs terribly. And then uh, San Francisco, just a game over 500 at 27 and 26, is the worst wildcard team in all of the major leagues. AL has a lot more disparity between their teams. So, and then coming out of, of there, you got the Mets and Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, Cincinnati, San Diego. Everybody's got a chance, pretty much. Even the Cubs are only four and a half back in the wild card. So, I'll say this much. I've been calling for it for a while, but parity is interesting to me. To have the teams being evenly matched and not have um, one team running away with it, that's more interesting to me than the other way. So... That's what we're getting in the NL, not so much the AL. But uh, we got NL, AL ball going on today at Wrigley Field. Cubs Rays going to happen at 120 today. I may or may not go down there. Ticket's still a little bit expensive. Not as bad as yesterday when it was packed in there, but I'll see how I feel. It, I'm just, you know, I'm recovering from surgery personally. If not, I will be in the Discord today. Uh, that's a ranter privilege. Uh, hey, and also tell your friends about becoming a Sun Ranto ranter. It's only a dollar a month, and you get the Discord privileges, you get the Cubs pod, uh, com- and the regular show completely ad free. You support our our podcast. I mean, which is the most important. Just the other day, when IFG went with Billy Devore to the to the uh, Mariners game, you know, I Venmoed her fifty bucks because it's tickets and beer. That's what it's all about. So if you want to be a part of what's keeping this freaking show going, it's tickets and beer. It's the hosting of the of the show on our podcatchers. It's the hosting of our website. It's using the the stream yard that we broadcast on. It's all these things. And uh, you're also supporting the Bleacher Bum Band and everything and the new music and the photography that I do and just all of it. So um, tell a friend. I know you guys already know this. You support. You understand but uh, just so you know, like what your money is actually going to, it's that it's keeping this thing going. And if you want it to exist, tell the friend, because we need more people on board. We actually, frankly, need more money to keep this thing going because everything is expensive as hell. Anyhow, please help us out. And um, maybe we can help out the Cubs by going and cheering them on today. So Spagog, everybody. I know this went a bit long, but hey, it's the it's the long show. Spagog, have a wonderful day. Enjoy your Memorial Day. Don't set yourself on fire at the barbecue. Peace. <laughs>